Welcome to Blind Tag, the wrestling show for people who don't watch wrestling. I'm your co-host, Ron Delvolano. And I'm your co-host, Matt Raddick. Matt, do you ever have that feeling where you're like, it's not when you're drunk, mm. but sometimes when you're a little tipsy mm-hmm. or just not really sober, or maybe it's, it might be, uh, I can't really pinpoint it, but it might be like the day after, like slightly hungover, okay. but okay. it's just like, you feel a little dazed sure. and like your eyes can't really focus. Like you feel like you got rapid eye movement going mm-hmm. on and you mm-hmm. just can't really focus on what's going on in front of you. Okay. You know this feeling? It sounds familiar. Yeah. I've I've been experiencing that most of the day today and I haven't been drinking, but I mm. it was uh at work. It was the my team did their group birthday celebration today. Okay. Okay. And I ate, I ate it, three pieces of cake. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. And I for the rest of my working day, I uh literally could not focus on anything because i felt like i felt like i was just like like eyes were just vibrating yeah like i was on the verge of drunkenness and like i couldn't focus on anything i was like sluggish i was i was was, i mean it must have been sugar and now i'm real tired and i'm like crashing but it was i had three pieces of cake which is embarrassing there were three different cakes i had to try all of them you know and, uh, uh, tres leches, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> that's what tres leches means, right? Three cakes, I believe. <laughs> um, it doesn't. It it's three milks. Sure, uh, but yeah, that was so. That was my day. Sounds great. Yeah, you know, just get that drunk feeling on a Thursday without get, just actually getting, just getting a little bit of a, a little bit of cake drunk. A little a little work time cake drunk. It sounds like you don't have quite the constitution of Braun Strowman. A little cake buzz because uh, you know Braun Strowman can just bare hand a cake. Oh yeah, directly true. into his mouth. And then just go out and uh, you know can go flip a go flip a it's TV truck. To be fair, did you did you at I any f- point after you ate the cake consider flipping a TV truck? Two points. Okay. To be fair, we only saw him take one bite. This is a couple weeks ago that we're referring to. Braun took one bite of cake, and um, point two is yeah, I feel like I might have had the energy to go flip a car. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Braun Strowman, uh, he's got a large mouth. He's got a big mouth. He can probably get a lot of cake in there. Probably as much, he can probably get as much cake in one bite as you can get in three slices of cake. So That's I, what I, think. I, I know you're wondering. We've never seen him in person. We can't say for sure what the sort of size comparison is between sure. him and you. But one was cheesecake. Oh, one, Ron, don't talk to me like that. One was just a, uh, like a store-bought vanilla cake. Yeah, okay, all right. And the other one was the same store-bought vanilla cake, but in chocolate. <laughs> so it was just like the palette swap cake. You know? Sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, wow. Uh, you the know, vanilla I, was the best. It was very sugary. Really? I Better to, than I the cheesecake. To, the cheesecake was good, but it was just kind of like, it was also a store-bought cheesecake, and so it wasn't like... You know, it's hard to do There was nothing special about it. I love, I love cheesecake. I love good cheesecake. If it's, love but if it's going to be store-bought, it needs to have like a, like a strawberry swirl in it, mm-hmm. something to give it a little, yeah, give it a little life. A little bit of raspberry on there, maybe something like that. Yeah. Oh, man. Do you want to cancel this podcast? Yeah, get I, a cheesecake? I do want to cancel the podcast, and then as a separate event, and I want to go separate get... event. Also, want to get cheesecake? Uh, yeah, always. Well, unfortunately, we are bound to this role. So, uh, so welcome to Blind Tag, where we talk about wrestling sometimes. Only sometimes. Only sometimes. Um, it was, you know, it feels like we're in a bit of a holding pattern right now in, in the world of. This week felt like a lot of wrestling happened, but not a lot of story happened. Yeah. You know, which for most people, most people would probably think that that's that's like a good thing. But no, I don't know. That, Why? That, that that's us. I mean, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of people that 
have a lot of shit to say about how like the WWE doesn't have enough wrestling anymore and how it's like all this just this hobnob nonsense uh, rather than like you know compelling professional wrestling and that's why a lot of people like things like Ring of Honor and New Japan better because it's like a lot of a lot more wrestling. Uh, I feel like know? those are a lot less uh, over the top orchestrated though. Like those are more of displays of feats of strength yeah, totally. and like they're more interesting visually as far as the wrestling goes. Whereas yeah. this that we're talking about is more about more about the characters and the that, wacky shit that they're getting want, up into. I want that. I want that storytelling. Yeah. And unfortunately, we didn't get much. Of it. I I gotta say, I also don't feel like I saw any like particularly great matches this week. Oh, I did. What matches did you see that were particularly great? The mixed match challenge. Oh, how was the mixed match challenge? Uh, I I gotta tell you, man. Mm-hmm. So this week it was supposed to be Team Yif Dust, which is oh I forgot about the Yif Dust, Gold Dust, and Alicia Fox. But Alicia Fox is injured, I believe. Yeah, she's sidelined so, with an injury. So Mandy Rose took her place. Yes. Uh, so they were Team Rose Gold, and they were fighting. Team Usos. Team Usos. Which First is of all, Jimmy and Naomi. Rose Gold is a brilliant name. It's very good. Really capturing on the on the zeitgeist. Uh, I think they did a fantastic job with with that naming there. Everybody loves Rose Gold these days. There's Rose Gold iPhones. I have a Rose Gold iPhone. Those Rose Gold. I have uh, a Rose Gold iPad. iPad. I think I bought that iPad from you. Unless No, you bought a gold one. My oh, new okay. one is Rose Gold. Gotcha. It's okay. beautiful. Sure. I have a case on it. Well, now you're making a mistake. But rose gold is all the rage, so I think that was a really, it was a really excellent choice there. I don't know if that was ever their plan, but uh, nice job, ho- nice job, uh, hobbling that together, cobbling that together. WWE. So, who do you think won this match? Do you think it was Team Rose Gold, or do you now think you it was think, the Usos? As if I don't know the results of this match, which is true oh, because didn't, I didn't, didn't watch this didn't match. Watch <laughs> do you not know the results? Uh, did you no, not? Look I don't. Up? I don't. Know okay, the who do you, who do you think won? This? I'm going to guess that that Jimmy and Naomi won. Yeah, why the fuck would Gold Dust and Mandy <laughs> Rose beat Jimmy Uso and Naomi? Like a what? Team who that they put together this week? Why who thought earth? that this was like a thing that might go anywhere for anybody? Yeah, I mean, look, like you're doing a single elimination tournament. There's gonna be winners and losers here. You know, like there's gotta be there's gotta be like to get to the next round. There's gotta be a few teams that just you know kind of like get pushed to the wayside. They're just kind of there. You needed twelve teams. Yeah, and some of them are just real stinkers. Yeah, I mean. I do think, like, I, I was actually talking to a friend of mine about this match, and he was saying that that it seemed like they just, like, didn't really care with this one. They particularly seemed to not care what was going on with we'll, this one. We'll get to that. Okay. Well, I was just going to say, I feel like this matchup does not, like, I don't think either of these teams have a lot of, like, legacy to go forward in in the mixed match challenge. Well, like, Team Rose Gold obviously was cobbled together this week, and I don't think that Jimmy and Jay, or I'm sorry, that Jimmy and Naomi, <laughs> uh, not his, his wife, not his brother, uh, are going to beat, I think they have Braun and Alexa next. I just don't see that. that I think that Braun and Alexa, they seem I to be think, actually, like, moving a storyline forward with those two, so. Yeah, well, the big gimmick right now is that they're a married couple, and so yeah. is Lana and Rusev, who are oh, still in the challenge. Fun. So they're kind of feuding, Marriage even though they're fights. still, like, a couple matches away sure yeah um the 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 thing though is like you have jimmy uso very good right. wrestler right you have naomi very good wrestler right you have gold dust very old man very old man <laughs> and you have uh mandy rose who has is been a wrestler yeah she's been with the wwe for about 20 minutes well and, to be fair she's been there longer she was in nxt for a while well that doesn't count oh, oh well you heard it here first folks uh that Ron doesn't, count. doesn't the care N- NXT, the nxt is not anything that it's i'm not, aware of not anything that so that it doesn't exist about. if i don't yeah. know about it it doesn't exist fair enough um 
my first the, the first thing I noticed was Beth Phoenix was back on uh, on commentary, and she was, <laughs> she was there last week. She just isn't very good yeah. Or she's noticeable. not very vocal about it. The the thing I noticed though is that she was wearing what appeared to be a Wednesday Adams cosplay. Now interesting. <laughs> It was like it was like a nice black dress, but then it had the small <laughs> white collar. I had a moment where I, could, I couldn't remember who was Wednesday and who was Pugsley. <laughs> <laughs> so I was really trying to figure out no, how gold, the gold dust was doing to Pugsley. <laughs> oh man, I was really trying to figure out how and why Beth Phoenix would look like Pugsley. Uh, no, she looked like Wednesday Adams. And the <laughs> Much other th- more sensible. There. The other thing going on with the announce team is that Corey's bit currently Corey graves okay. a fantastic heel announcer Love him to that. his bit seems to be that he's super angry about how horny he is for mandy rose <laughs> <laughs> so not just that he's horny for for mandy and rose, he's, but he's, he's mad angry about, about do you okay do you remember at the royal rumble he like said some shit when very she came, uncomfortable yeah it was super weird he said we had, like, it, like we we watched the royal rumble with a handful of uh of of casual fans and uh <laughs> they were <laughs> do you like that casual casual um and uh they were very uncomfortable with uh Corey graves I, I, I was also i was also i laughed because it was so absurd i the he he like said some shit about how beautiful she is or yeah, how attractive right. and then one of the other announcers kind of like commented on it and uh they said something like what like you're paying too much attention yeah and he yeah. would and then he like angrily said something along the lines of i know more about mandy rose than anyone should <laughs> and it <laughs> yeah, was super weird yeah it's uh, super bizarre i don't understand if there is like a history to this bit somebody please inform me because i don't understand why Corey graves is so obsessed with mandy rose it's very uncomfortable he's also at least last i heard a married man so i, like, I just I think like mandy's gimmick is that she's Blonde and attractive. Sure. And that's it. Sure. But I just don't understand. Like, that's it. I mean, frankly, there are... Corey's a bad guy? That's yeah, it? Yeah, I guess. I, I mean, I guess maybe they're saying something about maybe don't objectify women. Don't be like Corey Graves. I don't think that that really is a thing. Well, conversely just, to that. <laughs> I just don't... Like... There have been wrestlers before who the like the per, the primary aspect of their gimmick is that they're attractive. Sure, and it's not something like that, Roman Reigns. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I don't think it's something that's commented on so much. I don't. I don't like it. That's, a, that's a, we're past that time. Well, what, what happened this week was Corey was saying gross things about Mandy. Okay, it's Mandy, right? Mandy, yeah, yeah. Mandy Rose. Okay, uh, as I said it more, it didn't sound right. <laughs> um, he was saying some kind of gross things about her, and then. Uh, but Wednesday, he seemed angry about it. Mm. Yeah, and then uh, Wednesday said, uh, like, Corey, is she just a piece of eye candy to you? Uh-huh. And he said, no, she's she's a really good wrestler, and, just, like, her <laughs> being attractive is just adds to how good it is. And he was just very angry about... <laughs> Getting, like, very defensive about, like, right. someone calling him out for being a chauvinist. Yeah, it was it was a very uncomfortable situation. You know, it's a, it's a real situation. heel move, I gotta no, say. No, that's, that's what I'm saying. But in, in that, he was also saying, no, I'm not just attracted to her. She's also a very good wrestler, and the fact yeah. that she's very attractive makes her even more appealing to me. Which I understand. Sure. If someone's very good at their craft, and then they also happen to be physically attractive, I'm like... I get that. Yeah, sure. That's how I feel about Michael B. Jordan. Sure. He's just, you know, he's an incredibly good actor. He's incredibly good looking. That's how I feel about Michael Jordan. (laughs) He's an incredibly good basketball player. He's incredibly good looking. No, he's an incredibly good actor. Have you (laughs) seen Space Jam? That's true. I have seen seen Space Jam. He's an incredibly good baseball player. He's an incredibly Mm. good cartoon actor. He's He's an incredibly good pro basketball team owner, and he's also pretty handsome. 
You remember but, you remember the commercial where he had the Hitler mustache? <laughs> no, what? Michael Jordan? Yeah. No. And what? then uh, Charles Barkley called him out like on some late night show he was making fun of him cuz yeah, there's uh it's some commercial where Michael Jordan is on an airplane. Uh it's probably for Hanes, tagless tees. He has a Hitler mustache. I'm furiously googling. Yeah, go ahead. I'm furious about it too. <laughs> So uh, my Google search was just Michael Jordan Hitler, which maybe that's not great, but uh, <laughs> the uh, got some good like like uh, I don't know some good conspiracy theory. Did you find like, any pictures real here. pictures though? I did. Yeah, I mean yeah, it's, it's just true. like it's just a, it's a picture of him, and he's like he's got a Hitler mustache. It's on. legit. It's not photoshopped. Oh, that's so weird. Uh, um, there's an it's well, a Charlie this Chaplin. Is, this mustache. is really it's a Charlie Chaplin. Us. Okay, sure, but uh, also why? I don't think I in either. It's thing, a look. There's a. Is it a look? I mean, when you're wearing a Hanes tagless tee, <laughs> you got to be as comfortable as possible. This podcast. And sometimes it's nice to have a little warmth him. under your nose. <laughs> this podcast podcast brought to you by Hanes. Um, look hmm. who we got our Hanes on now. Look who we got our Hanes on now. Well, anyway, uh, that was where the fuck were we <laughs> talking about the mix match challenge? Yes. Okay. Okay. Right. So this week, you mentioned that it was a little different. This is what I heard. I did. I, I, I did not have time to watch the Mixed Match Challenge this week. Oh, this sorry, match fans. was the fucking globetrotters of wrestling matches. <laughs> That's what I love to hear. This Tell me was more. completely fucking bonkers. Okay. So it starts out with Goldust and Jimmy in the ring. Sure. And they uh, Goldust gets some hits hits on Jimmy, and then he stops in the middle of the ring and, and like keels over, and he's just like, I need time. Give me some time. Really? I'm a lot older than you. Like I, I, I got to breathe. And uh, Jimmy's just like, what is going on? And then they're just doing this back and forth about how old gold dust is. And, like, there's this whole conversation going. And then uh, I think there's a little bit more wrestling. And then uh, it it gets to this point where gold dust walks over and uh, he... Oh, he grabs Mandy's hand as if to tag her in and then kisses her hand. And then Jimmy is like... Like, I can do that, too. And he goes over to his ring, and he grabs Naomi's hand, his wife, and kisses yes. her hand. Yeah. And then Goldust, he has to one-up Jimmy, and so he get, goes back to his corner, and he gives Mandy a hug. Oh, okay. And sure. Gold, and, and so Jimmy goes back to his corner, and he, uh, he gives his wife Naomi a hug. Mm-hmm. And then Jimmy ups it one more time by giving Naomi a kiss. Oh. And then there is a look on Goldust's face and it was just the the look of horror at the idea of having to kiss a woman <laughs> for gold dust and uh something he's never considered there's this big build up uh-huh. for him going over to ki- there's not a lot of wrestling going on i'm, I'm seeing that he's, I'm hearing that there's this big build up everybody the crowd's gassing him up even jimmy is gassing him up to yeah. go kiss mandy and then uh are they chanting or they like kiss her kiss her? Uh, or they just probably like, kiss 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 i uh, probably one one or both sure probably or both yeah. at the same time so half the two audience se- was doing the chants. one and it was it was sort of the two separate things. uh and so goldust goes over and right before he kisses her jimmy gets him from behind Behind and takes him down, and then there's like some regular wrestling going on, but okay. this whole fucking thing was just like, it was like a like a bizarre play going on yeah. in the middle yeah. of the uh, in the middle of the squared circle. In the middle of the squared circle. And I understand the wrestling fans who are asking for more wrestling when they do shit like this. Yeah, sure. But for me, this was quite enjoyable. <laughs> this was everything that you could have dreamed of. Now. Ron, you brought up an interesting point here. Yeah. You mentioned... I brought up a lot. Thank you. you. Yeah, you did. Uh, well, okay. First of all, a question. Did Naomi and Mandy ever wrestle in this match? 
Uh, yeah, there was a lot of slapping. Okay. Yeah. Which well, I that's feel like great. that's Naomi's move. Yeah, I guess that is kind of a thing for her. She does that like power slide knee thing and then like, just slaps, slaps you. In the face. It's weird. Yeah. I think it's you, great. Like, you got a lot of momentum. Yeah. I think you just stop and slap somebody. It's pretty funny. It's good. Goldust has a similar move where he'll be like punching people, punching people, punching people, and then he'll just like drop to his knees real quick and then they'll like look down and he'll yeah, just he slap did, him in the face. He did that one. It's a classic, classic Goldust move. You brought up something else that was interesting though. You mentioned the Harlem Globetrotters. I did, yeah. Now, this may come as some surprise to, to you, but I've been thinking about the, the Harlem Globetrotters. And I think that there's a lot that is a uh, that that the Harlem Harlem Globetrotters and wrestling have in common. I think Harlem the Harlem Globetrotters might be the only other form of sports entertainment in the world. Like like WWE prides hmm. itself on being sports entertainment. Right. They're not sports. They're not entertainment. They're sports entertainment. Yeah. Except the revival. They're not sports entertainers. Right. They they're are professional they're wrestling. wrestlers. This also makes me think. I'm now curious about how the XFL is going to brand themselves. Are they sports? Or are they sports entertainment? Or are they entertainment? Who knows? We'll find out. I don't think they're going to be entertaining at all. That's true. I we'll see, find out in 2020. I see what you're saying. Now here's the thing. There's the the Globetrotters. It's it's you know it's spoilers. Sure. It's scripted. Well, the the Globetrotters are going to win. Ah, sure. Most of the games. The yeah. games are the... the sometimes the goof. The, well, sure. <laughs> there have been a few goofs over the last Sometimes they goof years. in wrestling. You know, sometimes That's they do true. a Montreal screw job on you, and they just really pull a fast one on everybody. The 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 results are scripted. The results are pre-planned. It's... Now, it's... I, I don't know if I've ever been to a Globetrotters game. If I have, sure. it's been since I was a child. But I know that you've been in, like, the past year. Yes. And you've told me a little bit about it, and there seems to be a lot of... There's a lot of storytelling going on... Yeah. ...on the, on the court. Yeah. I, storytelling is a strong word <laughs> to use for the Harlem Globetrotters. There, yeah. there is a backstory. There is kayfabe sure, in, sure. in the Globetrotter universe. Hmm. Now I wonder how much it's it's expected for the fans to sort of be in on the jokes. Like, do do Globetrotter uh, audience members? I mean, they know it's all it's all scripted. I'm trying to think back to I would uh, hope so to uh, <laughs> the scenes in Space Jam. I think there's scenes in Space Jam where they're at a Globetrotters game, and there's just some mom that's like talking to her kid, and she's like, "No, oh, it's all fun. It's all basketball. It's all." It's all good. It's all just, they're just acting. Or I don't remember. Like that. So anyway, I don't know how much people are in on the joke, but uh, oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. So I, I would mean, say do you think that there's any kids that are in the audience that are like the Globetrotters are real. Maybe. Maybe. Because there's got to be some dumb kids there. <laughs> there has got to be some dumb kids. There's dumb kids everywhere. All over, I. I mean, I guess. I guess I, so. A Globetrotters show is so profoundly is it a show over the or top. Is it a game? Yes. Okay. I often feel weird about how to classify uh, WWE events. Like, is it a, is it an event? Is it a show? Is it a is it a game? Is it a, it's not a match? It's there a is a basketball game that is played. The okay. clock does not go at regular basketball time. Because think, think of it what this way: what do you way. mean it doesn't go? Right? <laughs> does do the Globetrotters have a sort of com, uh, like a, a, a commentary to make about the construct of time in yeah, general? Pretty okay. much. Yeah, actually, this is pretty interesting. Like the meta of this. So so it is a show. Okay. It's Think of it like a like a stage performance. Okay, there's a, okay. like there's a loose storyline going on where it's just like they have to beat the the evil team that they're playing against. Mm-hmm. There are certain bits that are scripted in. There are like musical breaks and stuff like that. Okay. There's also a halftime, which is essentially the intermission. And so if the show starts at seven, it has to be done at nine. We'll say. Okay. And so when you're playing basketball, a basketball game isn't always two hours long it is based on the basketball clock which 
it gets, you know, penalties happen and something else that happens in basketball happens to change the time of basketball. <laughs> really stretching your knowledge. It's not of always basketball, basketball time. <laughs> Sometimes the the game the regulation ends in a tie. You have to go into overtime. Yeah. That's the thing that can happen. I believe you. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so what happens in the Globetrotters matches is they need to fit it into an actual time frame. Right. And so I was watching the clock and sometimes it would go back. Or it would go forward, <laughs> like depending on what they needed to, like where they needed to get. Yeah, sure. Because there were periods of the game where it was actual basketball being played with like some goofy moves in yeah, between. Yeah, right. But a few extra flourishes, if you will. Right. But there, like, the clock was moving not at normal clock speed. Sure. Interesting. Wow. Or they would like do a penalty throw, free throw. Not. <laughs> I was gonna say penalty <laughs> shot. I was thinking <laughs> hockey. So there'd be a penalty, and one of the players would have a free throw. It's called a foul, There'd generally. be a foul. Yeah. And one of the players would do a, a, a free throw from the foul line. Yeah. That's the one where they put what the ball say? between their legs yeah, and kind of heave it up I'm, in the air. I'm sure at least one of the globe trotters sure. did that. They're probably very good at it. Um, but I, I noticed that sometimes when they would like start the regular clock again from that, it yeah. would be at a different time than when they stopped the clock before. I see. I see. That's interesting. So... That's what I know about the Globetrotters now, and their clock. Now, well, well, thank you. Thank you for your insight, Ron. Really appreciate it. Um, so are, is there like a series? A foul. Of, a, a, a foul <laughs> is the word. Yes, it's a foul. Got it. Uh, it's a, and a free throw. Fouls and free throws. Free That's, throw. I knew free the, throws you're looking for. Um, is there like a league that the Globetrotters play in or do they just have like one team that they play against or like a number of teams? Uh, I don't know the name of the league, okay. But there is so they they have a team that they play against. There there have been different um, there have been different teams like throughout time. The uh, I think they're playing against the World All Stars. Don't believe in time, so <laughs> <laughs> I I think the team that they're currently playing against is the World All Stars. The World All Stars. Yeah, they used to play against the Washington Generals. That's the big one. Mm, yes, and, that name uh, actually rings a bell. They've they've had a few different name changes. The Atlantic City Seagulls. I'm looking at this now. Wait, the Generals have had a had yeah. team name changes. Okay, yeah. interesting. The I, the the New Jersey Reds. Okay, the interesting. Uh, the Global Select. Uh, but well, yeah, now okay. they're now they're the World All Stars. I don't know if these are the same groups of people. Okay, but is it is it just like this is a, a list of of globetrotter nemeses? Yes, basically. So if you when the globetrotters are on tour. Okay. They will play against the same team every game. Oh, okay. So sure. when it was the Washington Generals, they played against the Washington Generals they from 1952 to 1971. Holy so every Toledo. game. Yeah, and then there were like a couple years in between where some of those other teams played. And then when I saw them, they were playing against the World All-Stars. And it mm. looks like the Washington Generals are back in action, though. Oh, shoot. Yeah, and so... Are they coming for the crown? They, they might be coming for the crown. Are they coming for that championship? Now, will they have to compete in sort of a, an elimination chamber style event to determine which fake basketball team gets to fight the ultimate fake basketball team? Um, Probably not, because like I said, I think they're all the bad guys are the same guys. They <laughs> just have different, <laughs> sort of different, different jer- names and different but there, jerseys. But there, like, there is like a kayfabe. Like the, the Washington Generals were like, hey, we're not going to be your punching bag anymore, so we're not going to do this. Oh, and so, and so they just like quit. Yeah, and oh, so wow, then okay. the World All-Stars was the team that i saw and they're like the premise of them was they were basically this 
basketball playing super group of evil wow. where somebody somebody who was creating the team traveled all over the world looking for the best evil basketball players <laughs> to take down <laughs> the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> So that's sort of the case. I need to know your shuttle time. I need you to know your vertical leap. And I need to know how evil you are. How many <laughs> people have you killed? <laughs> no, it was it was great. And then there were uh, musical breaks and stuff like that. That sounds delightful. Now, yes, it was very much like perform musical numbers or... Uh, it's just, sorry, I, I'm just... I'm so just curious the about the Globetrotters. <laughs> just the Trotters, my friend. Um, well, you know, I hope we get a chance to see them in the near future. They were they were in Seattle last year at this time. Uh, unfortunately, yep. it is not the case this t- year time around, but... Uh, uh, hopefully, I'll have, I'll have more. Uh, we can report. We can give you a Globetrotters report <laughs> in the near future. Which in the is near a, qu- future. a quick update on how the Globetrotters are doing. Um, anyway, was there more to say about the mix match challenge? It's so- I, I secretly fucking love the Harlem Globetrotters. Okay. Like I think it's the coolest thing on the planet, <laughs> and that's like the one reason you that can I can get so down with the Globetrotters. But professional wrestling, but th- is no, just that's a what I'm saying. That, that's like the one reason that I'm like somewhat okay with watching wrestling sure. because of uh, kayfabe. Because of kayfabe, you know, that's yep, the thing yep, that interests yep, sure. me, and that's what interests me about the Globetrotters. I don't even know what a fucking foul is in basketball. <laughs> <laughs> but I still love the Globetrotters. Oh, that's rich. That's beautiful. Uh, well, I'm glad that, that they bring such happiness into your into your world, Ron. It's good. We all need we all need things to to get us through the day. My point is, watch the mixed match challenge. The point is, watch the mixed match challenge. It's bonkers. So you can see some Globetrotters type shit. I do feel like like wrestling is already a pretty goofy thing, right? Yes, but when. The, I think that's when it's at its best, though. Like, oh, I, I wish I wish this match was a little less goofy, to be mm, honest. Sure. Because there was too much, like, walking around the ring, like, talking to each other yeah, and, like, right, talking right. to your opponent and getting, like, as though you're friends. Yeah. But that's the kind of stuff that I think makes these work. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like, I, I really do appreciate, like, a, a you know, an extremely well-wrestled match and all that kind of stuff. But there is something, like... I mean, there's a reason that, like, for my money, like, WWE is still the thing that I want to watch the most because it's it it combines all the things of, like, you often see, like, really great matches, but it's also got a lot of great storytelling and just a lot of, like, humor and fun and stuff like that. It's it's just, you know, it's fun. I like having fun. I'd say it's probably because you've never seen the Globetrotters, though. Well, there is that true. Once I once I go to a Globetrotters game, uh, this podcast will come to an end, and I will just travel the world following the Globetrotters. Holy hell! Can we just do like a Globetrot, like oh watch every Globetrotters game in like a tour? If we were a traveling do... Globetrotters <laughs> podcast, <laughs> this is maybe our best idea. We've had a lot of bad ideas. Uh, some of them on this podcast, other times just in life. This is a good one. A traveling Globetrotters podcast. A globe-trotting yeah. Globetrotters fan cast. I think that would be, it'd be called Globetrotting. TM. We gotta, we, we gotta TM that one real quick. Gotta trademark that. Anyway. <laughs> Let's move back to the actual wrestling. Was there more to say about this? Uh, Naomi and, and, uh, and, and Jim Uso won. won, and they're gonna go on to face, by all, in, in all likelihood, uh, Lana and Rusev. That's what you're telling me. Well, Lana and Rusev. I think they have to fight Bailey and Elias next week. Oh boy, the people. I mean, so it'd be the next round. Yeah, you know, th- this is a good spot. I think for Rusev to do some work because they're not really giving him, giving him the, the full end. Of the the, you know, there's the short end of the stick. They're mm-hmm. kind of giving him the short end of the stick. What's the opposite of the short end of the stick? The broad end of the stick? The long end of the stick. The long end of the stick. They're they're not really giving him the long end of the stick. They're giving him the short end of the stick. He's drawing really the short him. straw. He's drawing the short straw 
He's extremely over right now. Yes. But, but they he don't can't seem win to be doing much with his character, which is which is a really a shame. This week he faced off against against Bobby Roode for the United States Championship. And I thought for a minute they might put the championship on him or at I least too, yeah. Or at least like have this be a feud because it just like gives him something to do. Like if he if he went on to have a series of matches with Bobby Roode, I think it would be good for both of them. Though I mean, I guess like Rusev is seemingly unavoidably a face and uh and and bobby root is a heel uh, they're trying to make him a face as well so like two faces feuding against each other but then also randy orton got involved in this match it was really strange i thought that maybe uh, this would end yeah. in like a sort of disputed finish and then that would lead to an ongoing bobby root and rusev feud um but then the match ended clean bobby root pinned rusev and then uh orton came out and rko'd the both of them out of nowhere out of nowhere it's really out of nowhere. Didn't he RKO three people? I think he hit Aiden oh, as well. Aiden. Yeah. This actually, I had an idea while okay. I was watching Ooh. this Ooh, interesting for a idea. for a character. Okay. Ooh, for okay. a new wrestler, I'm pitching a I'm pitching an idea. WWE, are okay. you listening? Hope you're listening. Are you listening, Vince? Here's what I got. Uh, so the thing about Randy Orton is that he RKO's you out of nowhere. Yeah. Nobody sees it coming. Nobody can avoid it or prevent it. So this new character. So they're gonna they're gonna put the title on Randy because they're okay. doing this whole feud. The United thing. States Championship. You think? Yeah, okay. I think they're gonna give him a title soon, and so they're gonna introduce somebody new. And this guy, his gimmick is gonna be kind of like Natalia. He's a cat. Oh, okay. And he's got cat like reflexes. Sure. And so they're gonna introduce him, and he's gonna be like parading around and stuff. And then RKO out of nowhere, and the guy just catches Randy in the air. <laughs> And just like holds him like a baby. Because I thought of this because when he was going to RKO Rusev, I thought, what if Rusev just grabbed him? He's yeah, like twice right. his size right, right, and right. Randy's huge. So my idea is you just, this character who has cat-like reflexes and he's the only person who can't get got <laughs> by Randy's sudden out of, out of nowhere like RKO. seems like sort of a one-note character. Like yeah. all he really does is feud with Randy Orton. Yeah, but, but I think it'd be really funny because Randy Orton's really boring. It, well, you know, He's just like wrong. a guy. He's He is just a guy. He's just a, a handsome snake man. Um, I, I was really hoping that this was going to, like I said, go to a, a Rusev-Bobby Roode feud. And mostly that's because uh, Aiden English and Rusev and all of their promos only refer to him as Bob Roode, which like, I don't know why, but... <laughs> Every time it happens, it cracks me Bob up. Rude. It's just like, like every time they I do like it, Robert to Rude. <laughs> Robert Rude. It's just like they're like they're doing all these like selfie like camera promos recently, and like they they did one this week, and it's Aiden and Rusev, and they're just like in the gym, and Aiden's talking to the camera, and eventually he just kind of like pans over and reveals Rusev just like doing bench presses and stuff like that, and then Rusev like yells and stuff like that, and at some point Aiden English just goes, and that's why you know something something we're gonna kick Bob Rude's ass or something like that, and it's just like. Bob Rude like sounds like maybe it's just like a weird Bulgarian word. Like if you string it all together, it's just like Bob Rude. Like <laughs> who? Like, I don't know. It just gets me every single time. Is Robert his real name? Um, uh, uh, I don't know. Please hold. Yes. So do you think in real life they call him Bob? Like when they're not in the ring. Mm, and so do maybe. you think this is him just like kind like of slipping, but that. also it's funny? It seems very intentional to me. Personally, I have to say, but it is. But like, do you think they just call him Bob when they're like not maybe. fighting? Maybe he's like a he's like a he's like a Robbie. He's like, uh, a, uh, Robbie. hey, I, hey, I'm Robbie. Hey, I'm Robbie Rude. Robbie His Rude. real name is Robert Francis Rude. Wow, that's wild. Good for him. Yeah, 
I'm very Junior. surprised that a real a real man is has the last name of Rude. Robert wow, Francis pretty, Rude Jr. He's pretty old. I knew that. You didn't know how old. He's 40 I years forgot. old. I didn't realize he was 40 years old. Yeah. Yikes. He looks like a like an old bear. Like a like a yes. <laughs> Yes, yes, indeed, he does. He's just a very, uh, very cleaned up uh, uh, man, I guess. He is. Older gentleman. You know, Bobby Root's kind of got a look that if you cover up his low, uh, like if you just look at his head, you got no idea what the rest of him is going to look like. He just looks like a guy. I yeah. feel like he could be svelte. He could be a... He could be chubby, yeah. He could be, like, he could be, like, overweight. Or yeah. he could be, like, just like a suburban dad. Like, just... For all you blind tech viewers at home, uh, do this. Do this out, activity. <laughs> pull out your your cell phone. And do a quick Google search of Bobby Roode and just cover everything below his chin. And just like you can see him wow. being any kind of thing. You can see him being any kind of thing. He could be just like a he high school be, gym he teacher. He could be whatever you want, Bobby. With like a like a like a past his prime high school gym teacher. Maybe that's in his future. He's forty. <laughs> he's getting up there. Uh, anyway, he's, he's got he's very fit. I don't think um, that there's much of a feud going on with uh, with Rusev and Bob Roode, or I guess maybe with Randy Orton. And Bob I, Roode. I, at the mixed match challenge, I do think Rusev referred to Jimmy as Jim. <laughs> so this if is I, just somebody, Rusev somebody called him Jim. It might have been one of the announcers, yeah. but if if it was Rusev, then it might make sense that he's just like disrespecting everybody by calling him <laughs> by like <laughs> nicknames that they have not agreed to. Jimuso. <laughs> Hey Jamuso. <laughs> I also like, I like, just, like stringing, stringing together everybody's names. That's why his nemesis is John Cena because he can't shorten John Cena's name any further. <laughs> John Cena, dang it! It's already uh, John, and then he's gonna start calling him Jonathan. Well, no, if he if he refers to Elias as Eli, oh, that's something. Uh, that's really good. That's good. I hope you're listening, Rusev. I hope you're listening at home. That's a great idea. Um, what else happened on SmackDown this week? There was there was some kind of interesting. In, in a week with not a lot of plot development, there was sort of some interesting stuff going on here. Uh, the show kicked off with uh, with a, a pretty interesting promo between Shane and Daniel Bryan. Yeah, actually, um, it got it got into some sort of some real shit. It got if real you will. heated. It did. Um, they kind of parted the. They looked under the the ring apron. Looked a under the bit. apron a little bit. That's that's true. Um, yeah, but I mean, I, th- I guess the crux of it was that Shane McMahon was saying that Daniel Bryan is trying to live vicariously through Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. He said the thing we're all thinking. He said the thing that we're all thinking. Uh, 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 it was really, it was really weird because like Shane seemed to have like a really hard time being like, like he was saying like it makes me kind of emotional to say this, but like, and I just don't really understand like why he necessarily got emotional. I think it's because Shane's bad at remembering his lines. I think that that is probably it. And so when he can't remember, he kind of looks away and just kind of, kind of like I'm, gets I'm getting, choked I'm up. I'm getting emotional. It's like when I get emotional in this podcast, it's because I I, I forget. You can't what forget I your, say. you forgot your line. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, he also was saying that, like, Daniel Bryan's being manipulated by them, and I don't know, it was, just, it was just, like, really, it was really interesting. It is, like, a very valid, like, justification for Bryan's actions moving forward, um, but it was also weird because it wasn't necessarily, like, like, Shane wasn't saying that, and then Daniel Bryan was like, now, hold on a minute, that's not what's going on here. Like, he just didn't really have much of a response to it, from what I said, and then just AJ Styles came out, and it just got all weird. So there was a match. There was a match at the end of the show. Yes. Uh, yes. Between, because oh, th- this is relevant. This is relevant. I want to get to it. It was, yeah. uh, 
uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn fighting each other for the opportunity to fight AJ Styles again at a pay-per-view. At a pay-per-view. Roadblock Fastlane. Roadblock Roadblock Fastlane. There was a pay-per-view. My name is Roadblock Fastlane. (laughs) Hey there, folks. It's Roadblock Fastlane. Um, uh, There was a a pay-per-view called Roadblock, and now there is also a pay-per-view called Fastlane. They moved that one out of the way. They moved that one out of the way so that they could get back onto the Fastlane. Um, yeah, so now the, the main event of Fastlane will be a triple threat match between AJ, uh, Kevin, and Sammy for the WWE Championship, which, like, is is in some ways, I feel like, the best conclusion that could come from this one-on-one match between Sammy and Kevin, uh, but in other ways, I feel like it's just further sowing the seeds of their breakup, which, as I have said, is not something that I'm interested in seeing at this point, personally. Did you say the results of this match? I zoned what? out. <laughs> <laughs> did you oh, make... you're asking if I said the results. Did of this you match. mention who won this match? I did not. Uh, the <laughs> match ended. <laughs> the match ended in disqualification uh, because uh, Sami Zayn was outside the ring and he was kind of taunting AJ Styles, yes, and then yes. AJ Styles hauled off and punched Sami in the face, resulting in uh, in Sami being disqualified and the match ending in disqualification. Um, because there was no no official result for the match because of this disqualification. Daniel Bryan came out and made this triple threat match for Fastlane between AJ Styles, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. Sorry, I was thinking about Roadblock Fastlane. Like, who, <laughs> who is that guy? He's just a man. He's he's just a man with eighteen wheels and a and a and a, and a job gold. to do and a heart of gold. Okay, so so Kevin and Sami both got disqualified yeah. because of AJ, and so Daniel Bryan came out and made this into a triple threat. Which, I don't know if this crossed your mind, but because I'm still on this track and because Shane came out earlier and said, you're trying to live vicariously through them, blah, 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 I think this is going to become a fatal four-way. Holy Toledo. That is not a... Hmm. That is not an expectation that I thought, and... It was my immediate thought. Because they keep doing these fucking things where they make it seem like they're building up for Daniel to get back in the ring. Yeah. yeah. And I'm wondering and, if and they the were... And the thing is, is like they actually said it this week. Right. You know? Like, were they trying to get medical they clearance for Royal Rumble? Thing. They're trying to get re- medical clearance for Royal Rumble. They couldn't mm-hmm. get it. So they were like, okay, we'll just push it on to the next one. Like, they're, yeah. they're scripting this in such a way that, like, at each pay-per-view event, they can just insert him and it'll seem like, okay, now's the time to do it. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, I don't think that they're going to make it happen at Fastlane just because it's such a it's such a like minor pay-per-view yeah but maybe they do it because they need people they need eyes on Ooh, that or maybe he's gonna bump in in Fastlane like he's gonna interfere in the match and then turn it into a fatal four-way or something like that um I was talking with uh with my brother actually about like what they could do at Wrestlemania and he suggested that they would do some kind of he suggested that uh Daniel Bryan wouldn't be anywhere near the title for Wrestlemania um but that they would do something where it would be like Shane versus Daniel Bryan, but in like a in like a six man match or something like that. Okay. Something where it like it gives it gives Daniel like chances to bump and to work in the match. But what, is, what does bump mean? What are we saying? Here? Bump means like basically anytime you like take a hit and like need to like fall. Like, okay. Like if you get if you get clotheslined and then fall on your back, like you're taking a bump. That's a back bump. Sure. Okay. Um, he was saying that like it would make sense for them to put him in a match where they can kind of keep him safe because like even if he gets medically cleared, I'm sure that they're not going to want him to do like you know a thirty man Iron Man or a thirty minute Iron Man match like in his first you know outing. Um, but you know if they put him in a match like that, 
He can he can come in on a hot tag late in the match. He can, you know, hit some yes kicks. He can hit the flying knee, and then he can pin somebody for the win and, like, have it be a big, like, monumental moment. So, yeah, like, maybe if he, you know, if he interjects himself into into fast lane and sort of, like, gets somebody disqualified or something like that, um, you know, maybe then that, that inserts him into an, a match in the future, too. Again, though, it, it really does seem like they're going to... You don't to, think it's happening, huh? I don't. I mean, it just, like... As much as I don't want it to happen, the only thing that I can see... Well, okay, I, I You don't, want it to happen. I do want it to happen. Um, no, I'm, I'm saying as much as I don't want it to happen, I think they're moving towards uh, Kevin and Sammy doing, oh. uh, you know, a blow-off at WrestleMania um, and and some kind of showdown between the two of them. And I, and I don't... What's a blow-off? A blow-off is like the is, is the uh, culmination of a feud. Okay. Um, so it's like, you know, if two guys have been like... Like a blowout. Like a blow... I mean, like on a... On, like what Roadblock Fastlane gets on his 18-wheeler? No, it's one of baby, like, diarrheas. Oh! <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, the, getting back to that blue humor, huh? Anyway, um, I, I th- yeah, like, I think that that's... Man, did you see that blow out there on the road? <laughs> Talk about a roadblock in the fast lane. We had some real blowouts out there. Is this like the is this the the a daycare employee like talking about you know everybody's I'm roadblock fast lane. <laughs> I'm roadblock fast lane here to talk about the fa- the blowouts on the fast lane the blowouts on the roadblock fast lane. Let me tell you about the blowouts on the highway. Let me tell you about my adult diapers on roadblock fast lane. <laughs> Remember that lady who drove down to Florida to kill her husband and she was wearing the diaper the astronaut <laughs> diaper. I do remember that's that. my ex-wife. That's my ex-wife. <laughs> Talk about a real roadblock in that's, the fast That's lane. Jezebel Fastlane. She kept my name. <laughs> we really developed an elaborate fiction here on the on the podcast. This is my new wrestler. Now that the Malteser has died, uh, I'm May now roadblock Fastlane. Oh boy. Anyway, I feel like I should stop getting my hopes up about Daniel Bryan. I feel like I should stop trying to speculate what's going to happen with Daniel Bryan because almost assuredly it's going to be. It's going to be nothing. I'm really curious to see what's going on with Shane, though, because, like, Shane, I mean, is in some ways, like, at least this week, took a step back from really being, like, centrally involved in the Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn stuff. Thank God, though, because, yeah. <laughs> like, he's so uninteresting. Yeah, right. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's going to be, like, you know, Shane's going to get the two biggest, baddest goons that he can find and compete against Daniel Bryan, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. And the Bludgeon Brothers? Maybe, well... The biggest, baddest goons. I mean, the Bludgeon Brothers seem to be uh, well on their way to a very uh, meaningful feud with the Usos, which is... Yeah, I don't get this. I am there was I'm a, genuinely upset about that. There was an uncomfortable interaction as the, the Bludgeon Brothers were leaving the ring after beating up on some local boys. Yeah. Why have they been doing local that? Boys. Why have Why have the 2B, the Bludgeon Brothers, just been beating up local wrestlers every week? It's a pretty. It's common, always small boys. Yeah, it's it's a pretty common thing that they do when they're trying to get over like monster heels or just like monster like you know tough guy people. They did this. They've done the same thing with like Braun Strowman when he was like first getting his start. They did it with Nia Jax too. Of just like they bring in like quote unquote local talent and just have them get squashed by these like monster people to try rather than like show how tough they are rather than making their own actual roster look like shitty wrestlers. Exactly. Exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. They just have like Joe Schmo from from Des Moines, Iowa, come yeah. in and you know get his ass kicked or whatever. So that that's what happened. The 
Bludgeon Brothers have been doing this, and they were leaving the ring yeah. today, and the Usos music hit, and they mm-hmm. came out for their match after. Oh no, they did a promo. It was it was kind of a continuation of the how prison they have thing, the, the tag team unlock. No graphics this time, though. Fortunately, yeah. Uh, but yeah, they, there was just like a, an awkward eye contact thing that happened. And yes, I mean, this is one of those things where it's like, yeah, the Bludgeon Brothers, they seem to be pretty good wrestlers. They're very strong. The Usos are pretty good wrestlers. They're very homophobic, but (laughs) there's no reason for these two. This is like Bray Wyatt feuding with anybody. Like the Bludgeon Brothers are these weird characters that they've made that don't really fit into the whole Uso penitentiary wheelhouse of like rivals. So why? Yeah. Why bother you do, with this? You do know that the Bludgeon Brothers are former members of the No, Black I do. Family, I do know that, yeah. Uh, just making sure that we were aware of how, yeah, yeah. They are how very literally much Literally, that's the, what they are. Exactly. Uh, but they yeah. were out of the Wyatt family. Like, uh, what's his name? The guy with the dark beard. Is it Harper? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, he, he was just wrestling for a little while as, like, a Luke singles, Harper. Yeah, wrestler, yeah. And he was just, like, a guy in a wife beater. Yeah, right. And it, now, he's, now he's a spooky guy and again. now he has, like, a, a weird sort of hand-me-down cane costume that he has to wear. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I, I guess the sort of narrative is that, you know, the Usos have beaten every tag team in the tag team division, and the Bludgeon Brothers are the new kids on the block, and they, you know... The Bludgeon Brothers have beaten everybody that's gotten in their way, and the Usos, you know, must be the next person in their way because that's like what their like ascension has to be. I just don't like it. it, it it's one of those things where it seems like the WWE is trying really hard to get this team over, and I'm just not. I'm just not here for it at all. I don't. I do, I'm just. Not I like interested. the idea, but I don't think they're interesting at all. Yeah, exactly. Like I think the Bludgeon Brothers as a concept is like much more interesting if they take all the spookiness and the hammers out of it. Like, if this was just, like, the fucking Bash Brothers from Mighty Ducks, that is, like, way more <laughs> compelling to me than, the like, call them the Bludgeon Brothers, but have them just be, like, these two, like, crazy, like, guys that Tough are just coming guys. in and, like, beating the shit out of everybody. Yeah. Like, that's way more compelling to me than these, like, weird spooky guys in the wo- in the woods with, like, like knockoff Thor hammers and stuff like that. Like, I don't know. It's, 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 it's bad. It's no good. I don't like it. A lot happened on SmackDown, and none of it really made sense. Yeah, right. Um, the other thing that was kind of interesting about the tag team division is that they released the first uh, SmackDown top ten list this week. Yes, they did. And um, they, the Usos were actually ranked were not the highest ranked tag team on the list, which they doesn't were not. Really make any sense. Uh, did you see what the what the top ten was? Yeah, I did. Uh, to 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 fill in the folks at home, uh, number ten. Of course. Which is the lowest. Is of course, Ty Dillinger. It's great. He's a perfect 10 He's or something. He's a perfect 10. He's a perfect 10. Uh, number nine was Randy Orton. Number eight was Becky Lynch. Number seven was the Usos. And number six was the New Day. Uh, number five is Bobby Roode. Number four is Naomi. Uh, number three is Shinsuke. Number two is Charlotte Flair. Number one, naturally, AJ Styles. Now, what is this ranking? <laughs> because yeah. I remember... It was mentioned last week, and then the video that I saw on YouTube, Daniel Bryan came out, and he just sort of started listing off the the ranking without context. That's basically what happened on the show. There's not been a lot of build-up to this idea. Um, Basically, last week, Daniel Bryan said that he was going to be doing a top 10 list, and it was going to be... The whole idea is that it is voted on by the WWE talent, by the SmackDown Live roster, they are determining who the top 10 people are, and it is supposed to be a tool for him and Shane to use to, like, make matches and, and stuff like this as they're planning their show. Um, so 
I, I really, really like this idea actually as a, as a narrative structure because it just like sort of inherently gives meaning to, to everything that they're doing. So now it's like, you know, when Baron Corbin and Ty Dillinger have like a, a match that ostensibly means nothing, there is actually something that's at stake. They're trying to prove, like they're trying to get to the top of the rankings, presuming that like getting to the top of the rankings is how they're going to get, you know, title shots and stuff like that. Is this that. just like a popularity contest though? Like why? Well, why? and that's and that's like kind of what they were talking about in the commentary is like they, they, they actually, I mean, Corey, uh, bless his heart, uh, like brought up exactly what I was thinking in that like, in the fiction of this list, there's no reason why the Usos should be ranked lower than the New Day. Sure. Because one, then the Usos are the champions, and two, they've beaten the New Day. Um, but like Graves was kind of saying that, like you know, there's there's some level of like popularity that goes into play in this. And again, in the fiction of the list, it's it's voted on by the by the roster, so they're making the decisions about who like who they like the most and stuff like that. So I wonder if they're going to do any kind of like you know having people campaign to, like, get higher spots on the list and stuff like that and, like, trying to win people over with votes. Oh, for sure, because like Rusev's not on here. Well, and that's just a damn crime. Another thing that Corey said, again, bless his heart, uh, because Russo should be at least number number one on this list, if not higher. Did he make any mention about Mandy Rose not being on the list? Uh, he didn't, actually, uh, which is a good point, um, though I think she's on Raw, so it wouldn't really make any sense for her to be on this list. Hey, that's a that's an even better point. That's, you know. <laughs> but I, I think this is like a really good like it's gonna be really interesting to see how this how this thing plays out. Like I said, I think it gives a lot of uh meaning to otherwise like meaningless matches. Um and it it's just gonna be cool to see like how they how they use it as a as a plot device. Like it's it's often tricky to find meaning in like the the day the week-to-week ongoings of wrestling because it's just like or of life or of life it's like you just got like you've got another match and you got to do it it's like a lot of times i i think that at the end of the day the wwe is supposed to be a fictional television show about a real wrestling promotion right and like i think that sometimes they play into that and i think that sometimes that's the story that they're telling, but they don't often do a good job of it week to week. Like I think sometimes they get like so caught up in their own bullshit that they forget that that is like ostensibly what they're doing. And I think that this is just like, it's, it's an, an easy structure that makes sense for that because it's like what we are trying to do is, is, you know, Shane and Daniel are trying to put together the best show week in and week out. They're trying to put on the best wrestling show. And this is how they're going to decide what the money, what the like the big money matches are going to be is by is by looking at this top ten list, see who's performing well, and by who is you know trying to like climb the ranks and who's falling down the ranks and all that kind of stuff. I, I think fe- it's really smart. I feel like twenty eighteen for the WWE is a lot about uh, player interaction, whether the player is the wrestler or the player is the spectator, because. They're, like with this, they're having the wrestlers rank who they think is the best, and it's yeah. kind of setting up this challenge. With the mixed match challenge, it's literally the audience voted on teams and stuff yeah, like that. Right, the right. the other thing about this week's mixed match challenge was the the audience was voting on who would be the ref. Would it be Kurt Angle oh, or right. Daniel Bryan? Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. So they're they're just I I feel like they're trying really hard to make this whole thing more interactive yeah and or, I mean, or was, at least feel more interactive because like obviously the wrestlers voting on the ranking who knows if that's real it's almost certainly not real. but it feels like a more interactive thing yeah right yeah and, and, yeah i mean i think that like the mix match challenge because it's being you know put out on facebook watch like that was very much supposed to be about like 
like being more interactive and stuff like yeah. that. It's on social media. You can like it. You can comment on it. You can be like part of the community throughout the whole thing and all that kind of stuff. So I think that that was like a very obvious play to that. But your point about like the overall interactivity of it too, like this this top ten list is definitely something. Think that about it like this: that. Naomi gets on Twitter and she says like, "Hey, I've, I I have this match coming up against uh, whoever." Sure. Like, like it's going to be a great match, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to kick her ass. Mm -hmm. Now she gets on Twitter and says, hey, I've got to vote on my favorite person. Who do you guys think is like, who should I give my vote to? Because even that like little, little bit, you're still kind of throwing it to the audience to to acknowledge like, hey, we're humans too. And we're, we're just like you. Like we have favorite wrestlers and we have friends in this thing. And like we, there are people who we think are are the best and we want to see succeed. And there are people who, like, I think I'm the best. If this was really every wrestler voting, they would fucking vote for themselves to well, get the top, actually, top of the list. Well, they actually said that uh, they made a rule that oh, you they can't, can't vote for, vote for yourself. yourself. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, like, it's like high school, uh, you know, uh, presidential election runs, class president things. All you over can't again. vote for yourself? I, th- I feel like that was a rule in my class president elections, maybe. I don't Were know. there four people in your class? <laughs> no, I guess that's. I guess it was probably a moot point. There's like 700 people in the class. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to to see where it goes. I think this this has like a lot of potential to be to be really interesting. I'm hoping we get some sort of like Survivor style like like, uh, like a voting going off. on. Yeah, and then like get we can get some like confessionals where they're like you know they're going up to the camera and they're revealing their vote and saying like who they're voting for and why they're doing it. You know, people making some alliances, making some betrayals. I really just want my my wrestling show to be more like a reality television show. That's what I'm trying to say. Do you think they'll do the thing where somebody's like, "I'll show you my boobs if you jump off the island," yes, kind that, of thing? That that classic bit. Yeah, I think we might see something like that at some point. Maybe that's going to be what 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 Ron and Alexa do, or something like that. Alexa will be like, "I'll show you my breasts if you lose this match," and Gold will still be like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, I don't know why that I thought that of. of of Braun and Alexa for that. They're just the only two that that are like in kayfabe sort of like romantically intertwined. It's super weird. I love it so much. It's so awkward, but I but I love it. What if that is oh man, what if that's what they're building towards cuz they have this like Lana and Rusev are a real couple and Jimmy and oh shit. And, uh Naomi are a real couple. What if uh Braun and Alexa are like, "Well, we're dating now. We're a real couple. Like we're that's, the best. That's the, really we're good. the best pair that's of really lovers good. in the mixed match challenge." I really like that. I don't want this thing to be about romance because like sometimes it's weird. Sometimes, Valentine's Day is coming up though. Well, that's true. Maybe that's just what they're doing. Um because men and women can sometimes just be friends and it doesn't have to be a romantic thing. But uh well, but yeah, I, I mean, that's a good story though. It's a very, com- that's very compelling. Of like, I feel like it's a story that would work for the mixed match challenge. I think it would too. And you could see some sort of like, like marital quarrel like coming up between like Rusev and Lana or Jimmy and, and Naomi or something like that. And then it's like these new lovers got everything figured out and they're just enamored with each other. Ah, great. I love it. It's great. It's great fiction. You know, uh, are you listening WWE? Are you listening Vince? We've got we've had a lot of great ideas. We've got your stories here, Vince. I mean, we had the brilliant character of Roadblock Fastlane. He's, <laughs> he's coming to the ring to to, to, to take everybody th- down, take him up to on the road to life. There or, he is, Roadblock Fastlane. There he is. <laughs> There he is. My name's Roadblock Fastlane, and I'm I'm gonna take uh there's road. I'm gonna take you down the road. I'm take you the down life. the road. There's a, it's a metaphor about 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 life, and there's something about the the diapers and the blowout. 
is I'm going to... I'm, I'm, I'm Roadblock Fastlane. I'm workshopping this I'm Roadblock Fastlane. But I'm Roadblock Fastlane. Um, <laughs> there was some other interesting stuff with, with Braun this week. Uh, Braun was in a was in a triple threat match to determine who is going to be the final entrant in the Elimination Chamber, uh, which is coming up pretty quickly on like February. It's in like two weeks or something like that. Uh, I think so. The 25th? Yeah, 25th. That sounds about right. Ooh, okay. Uh, very soon. Um, but anyway, they, they had a triple threat match between him, Elias, and John Cena. Ah, yeah. And in a, in a classic sort of like two regular-sized beefy boys against one very large beefy boy kind of thing, uh, Elias and John Cena ended up sort of teaming up to take down Braun. Uh, uh, Elias ended up hitting him with his guitar, and he made Braun bleed, which I think Braun was pretty upset about. And then John Cena AA'd him onto some steel steps. Oh, yeah. This whole thing was just like, at least the YouTube cut, it was yeah. just like a super cut of Braun, Braun getting the hit with out. stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty wild. Um, but anyway, uh, it, how the match ended up ending was uh, was Elias winning the match. Uh, Elias pinned John Cena. Oh, I forgot that. Yeah, and so Elias gets this, you know, they're, they're booking it as a very advantageous position because they said that, you know, you know, the person that enters the match fifth or sixth ends up winning the has all has won the elimination chamber each time that it has happened or sure. something like that. Because you're the less tired, least tired. Yeah, you're right? the least tired. You've had the least shit beaten out of you, kind of thing. Um, so uh, Elias is now going to the elimination chamber with this with this uh, advantage, which is interesting in its own right. But after the match, uh, Braun sort of like awoke from his stupor and then came out and raised hell. <laughs> oh yeah, he you know he did his running power slam uh, on Elias. He did it on John Cena a couple times. But what was kind of interesting to me about this was uh, th- there was a couple interesting things going on here. First of all, this was like the match that closed the show. And so in a sort of typical fashion, like Braun was really hammered up to the crowd and like they were like cheering him on to do like more power slams and stuff like that. Uh, and so he obliged. There was, I think he had um, he had power slammed each of John Cena and uh, Elias. Each and of the Cenas. Each of the Cenas and then the one Elias. And then he uh, he stepped over the ropes to like leave the ring and the whole crowd just started booing. And then he just like pauses for a minute and then lifts his leg back up and gets back into the ring and everybody cheers. He did cheered. like a cute smile to the yeah, camera yeah, yeah. though. And he like, like knows, all right, he knows what he's doing. He's like having fun with the crowd and stuff like that. And again, it's the end of the show. Like I like this kind of stuff happens all the time. Like a lot of times they go off the air doing this kind of like nonsense and then just like have a fun, like do some fun stuff for the crowd for a little bit. But he ends up doing a bunch more power slams and stuff like that. So it just like, it was interesting to me again, how just how over Braun is and how much he's like, he is not, like he just has the whole crowd in the palm of his hand. I feel like like oh yeah, everybody is just like so here for all like the wacky, here we are the wacky shit that he's doing and stuff like that. People are talking about it. People are making podcasts about it. Um, but the other thing that was really interesting was John Cena is just like laying his on his back in the middle of the ring, and as Braun like gets back into the ring, you hear John Cena very audibly shout something to the effect of uh, of just like take your time or something like that or like drink it in or something like that. It's like he I was, missed that. Yeah, he was just like he was like trying to coach Braun through this moment from the ring, and just be like you know like absorb this. Like I I, I think part of, it was more about like don't just immediately like you have to like you know keep building the tension of this moment or whatever, and like you have to keep like working up the crowd into a frenzy. So I think that's what he was trying to say. But it's just really interesting because like John also did something like this in the Royal Rumble. Um, it, it was it was during the either the final four or the final six or something like that, but it was when it was him and Roman, Shinsuke and Finn. And uh, 
like there's this moment where it's like the new school kind of standing across from the old school. Um, I guess that, may, that means that Randy and uh, Ray Mysterio must have been in the ring too. Anyway, anyway, but like <laughs> there was like this moment where like all six of them are like looking out at the crowd and the crowd's going nuts and they're like chanting for Shinsuke and Finn and all this kind of stuff and they're like sort of new school guys they like. And you see them like like looking around and stuff like that, and then you just hear sh- John shout like Shinsuke now, Shinsuke now, and it was very very audible. Uh, like, I don't remember that. Man, I, weird. I, I'm looking for it, but it's just like it's this weird sort of thing. And and then what happens is like the the young guys attack the old guys, and then the match you know goes sure. on from there and stuff like that. But it's just weird because like it's it's weird to see John like sort of trying to like direct matches from like within the ring like this is something that people do like they, they talk to each other in the ring they let each other know what moves they're going to do and stuff yeah. like that but like for him to be a so blatant about it and doing it when he's not like in a lockup and not even like hey i'm gonna suplex you now right but like you need to like act through your way through this moment that is kind of weird it's a strange thing i mean like it it, it kind of is indicative to me of that sort of like like right off into the sunset that scene is doing right now. And he's now trying to take on this sort of like elder statesman role within the WWE and like try and coach up these like relatively young guys, even though he's the Craig T Nelson of the WWE. (laughs) Exactly. He's the Craig T Nelson of it. Um, but it's also like, I also kind of wonder if John Cena is just getting old. And so he's getting kind of hard of hearing and he's like, (laughs) now he's just, he doesn't realize that he's shouting. this nonsense. And he's just going to turn into this old man, like, sitting on his stoop outside the ring, shouting at people to do Shinsuke, Shinsuke, telegraph your moves to me. Shinsuke, what, what are you doing? What, what's that, Shinsuke? What is this? <laughs> do you want to go surfing after this, Shinsuke? <laughs> you see that roadblock fast lane guy? Shinsuke. Now, Shinsuke, do the... Do the Kinshasa. Do that thing. Shinshasa. Shinshasa. Do your Kinshasa. Yeah, it's one of... Shinsuke now. (laughs) It's certainly one of the two. It can only be one of the two. John Cena's getting really old. John Cena just losing his hearing and doesn't realize he's shouting shit in the (laughs) middle of the... Yeah, it's I'm gonna this is like now something that I'm gonna be like hyper aware of and probably pick up on a bunch more of it, but I don't know. It's just it's just a it's a weird thing to do. It also seems like kind of a dick move to just be like, like I need to coach you through how to do this because I'm up John Cena. I know how to be a wrestle boy or something like that. But do you think he's he's like he's like the dad? I mean, yeah, exa- I, that yeah, that's the thing, is he's like he's like the dad shouting during the T ball game, like to like tell tell his these whippersnappers what to do or something. Here's the thing though. Same age as Bob Rude. That's well. That's the other thing. It's like like Shinsuke's up there too, and, yeah. and Finn's like fairly old too. All things considered, yeah, isn't he like thirty six or something? Yeah, he's like, like that? in his mid thirties, and I think Shinsuke's like thirty eight or something yeah. like that. I and do John's think forty exactly. Like I think Braun is actually like a little bit younger, and he's also like pretty green. Like as I understand it, his first wrestling experience is in the WWE, whereas like Shinsuke and Finn have these like long illustrious careers, like outside of the WWE. I don't think that they need much like coaching or anything like that. So it also kind of smacks of like a, like a, I don't know, like a cockiness that might not be, might not be necessary. But I mean, at the same time, he's like, he's the face of the company. Like he's, he's been there the longest. He's done the most shit. He's, you know, certainly going to be in the hall of fame, all that kind of stuff. Like, it's, he's he's the guy. It makes sense that he's, he's the, the one like, trying to pass on the knowledge and stuff like that. No, nobody, to, nobody better to be coached by. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. That sounds about right to me. Yeah, absolutely. And with that, I think we're going to end it this week. <laughs>
Yeah, let's go ahead and call it a day. Uh, thank you very much for listening. As always, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can find us online at blindtechcast.com. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook as well. You can also shoot us an email, blindtechcast at gmail.com. As always, we appreciate it if you can uh, leave us a review on iTunes, leave us a rating, helps more people find the show. Uh, we hope that you're enjoying the show and that you think other people would enjoy the show. So help us spread the word. We're also on Google Play now. We're on Google Play Music. Uh, so feel free to leave us a rating there and help people there find our show as well. want to give a shout out to Small Parks for letting us use their song Restless as our in and out music. Really, really appreciate that as always. And with that, my name is Matt Raddick, and I have been your face. And my name's Roadblock Fastlane. Yeah! God damn it. Happy reset day. Because <laughs> you fall.